Welcome to the podcast, Two Dudes Drunk and Depressed, sponsored by WeDoRelationships.com. I'm Richard, or as my friends call me, OB. I'm Steve, or as my friends call me, Schwaz. <laughs> Alcohol use disorder impairs 29 million adults in the U.S. that we know of. I call it alcoholism. I'm Steve, and I'm an alcoholic, and I'm filled with gratitude and hope. And I live an extraordinary life. You do, my friend. Depression affects over 18 million adults in the U.S. that we know of. It can take the form of adjustment or anxiety disorder. Here we use the general term depressed. I'm Richard, and I have suffered from depression and anxiety. And I am filled with gratitude and hope and live an extraordinary life. Like many who decided to change, Steve and I had to tell the truth to ourselves first. Only then could we make the sustainable progress in our lives and in our relationships. So we're still very much works in progress. Richard and I wanted to create a place for men to go where it's okay not to be okay. Here we may lose our mass, not our masculinity. Yeah, it's time for us as men to realize life is not meant to be explored alone. Let's care for each other as we move toward a better existence. When you tell the truth to yourself, the rest can fall into place. Our hope is that someone listening may gain some understanding and personal peace and discover something that can help in times of need. Yeah, it's up to you. The people in your life will notice. Let's get today's episode. Okay, Steve, you're here, brother. I am. You're here. You're here in the living room. You're here with the dogs. I am. We got Fat Frank by the door. Oh. We got Indy next to us. Indy's he's going to be grunting. He's going to be making the noises. And Frank sounds like a dinosaur. So we have to be careful of, the, of these two dogs. We love them. And Steve's been trying to train them to balance blueberries on their nose. We'll get it. We'll get there. Oh my God. So we decided to get together as two dudes. We've been together for a while now. Yeah, we uh, we've known each other for, gosh over it's almost 20, 20 years. years almost 20 yeah. years yeah. and we look the same as we did 20 years ago. that's right so we've known each other for a long time <clears throat> we have a lot of respect for each other we've been through ups and downs together yeah. in our lives we have we've known ups and downs uh we've known joy just wonderful evenings we're hanging out at your house and mm -hmm. her daughter's babysitting your kids i mean right. you name it we've been connected going to retreats for years you and michelle and the kids are important parts of our lives um, and you really haven't screwed that up yet, Steve. So that's <laughs> I've tried many times, <laughs> but I so, haven't. No, you haven't. <laughs> so we we started to have a conversation with other guys, other dudes. Yeah. Um, we call it like dudes assisting dudes. Um, gosh, almost two years ago now. Yeah. And one of the things that came out of that was there was a place and a forum needed for people to be themselves, be vulnerable. <clears throat> one of the guys. I guess it was two weeks ago, said, yeah, I, I need a place where it's okay for me not to be okay. And yeah. I went, wow. Yeah. Well, at least we got that going for us as a, yeah. as a place. Yeah. yeah. But I thought that was powerful to say, "Are you need a place to go when you're not okay, and mm -hmm. that's okay. And so he, when he said that, it was kind of an aha moment, and I thought it was all he needed really to say. You know? And, and you remember, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we... As guys, we sit around and talk about a football game. And, you know. We know exactly what we're talking about. It, well, that's right. Yeah. I mean, the big thing is, is like talking about their uniforms or a play. And that's as deep as we get. Right. 
And uh, so having a space that we can go to and we can talk about things that are more than that and having a place to, you know, to to be in an uncomfortable place with a safe environment is it's really sacred for us. I mean, that's yeah. it's a real it deal. is. Yeah, it yeah. is. And we lean into it. You know, mm-hmm. we're yeah. we're not we're not afraid to to we're not afraid enough to hold back. Right. You know, I think you, you mentioned that earlier today yeah, as we were right. eating some wonderful enchiladas. <laughs> Thank you, Carla, for making the enchiladas for us. And Steve for bringing the flowers. Yeah. But I do, I, I think there's, you know, you're ready to let go, ready to go all in. And I, I am too. Yeah. I want to do this because my story is one that is not unique, but it's brilliantly unique to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you great. know, yeah. and <clears throat> I know everybody out there and you, and everyone that's listening to this has you uniquely brilliant stories that are their own. Mm-hmm. It's up for us to kind of, you know, how much do we want to study it, right. work on it, look at it? How do we want to adjust our endings? Mm-hmm. You know, and I believe that we're trying to adjust our endings. Yeah. You know, and saying, what do we do to give back? <clears throat> We've been given a lot. We've also hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. We've also been in pain a lot. And that's the human endeavor, right? Yeah. So how do we yeah. put that in a place, in a forum, in a safe place for people to say, okay, yeah, I, that relates to me. And and also give some tools. You know, mm-hmm. we'll look at some research behind what we're saying. Yeah. Also some tools, um, a little bit about ourselves. You know, I'm, I'm an executive coach. I've been, you know, professionally trained through the Coaches Training Institute. Um, I'm a tr- retreat facilitator with my wife we've been doing that for over 20 years mm-hmm. uh, we've been lucky to have you and michelle in our, <laughs> our retreats it retreat. always makes it wonderful yeah i also have had various jobs and careers um also in retail in home building and development uh those have been wonderful uh experiences good good money mm-hmm. um but also you know some falls uh, from those those jobs and those roles and i think has led to some real abrupt kind of anxiety points in my life mm-hmm. that were challenging mm-hmm. where I could be at my best, but I could also be at the worst version of myself. And people would notice. Yeah. Sure. Gosh, I want the old Richard back. Mm-hmm. I want, where's he? Where's, where's he at? Well, he's, you know, trying to deal with 17 issues behind door number three. <laughs> and and sometimes you lo- I, I would lose, I lost myself a little bit. And I think their depression set in, um, in the form of anxiety. Yeah. It was masked, mm-hmm. but like anger was masking anxiety for me. And mm. I would come out of those points a yeah. lot, like when I was serving others, like yeah. when it was at retreats and I would serve others. That was sure. always like the key trigger was if you're serving somebody else, that's where it starts. Yeah. Because that's that's where yeah. that's where that began. So now I've I've wanted to be in a place where I can test all these things out. And so um, my wife and I have a company called We Do Relationships where we coach couples. Carla's a therapist, I'm a coach. We coach individuals and couples uh, through my coaching business and her counseling business. And we also have a podcast within there. We Do Relationships, the podcast. And we said, hang on. What about the dudes? So that's why we started the dudes meetings and having those small groups. And now we want to look at it on a different scale. So that's kind of the broad picture of who I am. Married 35 years, four wonderful children, amazing children. You know, we can tap into whatever, however we go with this. But we're we're looking forward to the journey. And Steve, I'm so glad you're 
that you've said yes, like I've said yes to this, and we know we're putting ourselves out there. <laughs> we definitely are. Well, you know, one thing I want to say, and so thanks for that. Uh, you know, you you mentioned that um, that you had you know times where you know you weren't feeling one hundred percent, feeling depressed. And uh, but there were certain things that you did that that really let you release that. And I mean, I go back to 18 years ago or something like that, where I was really in a dark spot. And I called you out because you were the guy that I looked at like this guy doesn't have any problems. <laughs> I mean, like literally this dude is always energetic. He's smart. I look up to him. Go on. Um, yeah. Right. No. And I, I, I needed, I needed your help, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, and I think it's just like, it brings that out. Like the, these facades that we create, uh, these shells, these surfaces that we have is as guys that there's stuff inside. We may have a real tough shell, but there's like squishy stuff inside. And so, I mean, thanks for sharing that. I, I similarly suffered mightily on stuff. I held everything inside. Um, and I, I, um, I've had a business now for over 25 years. Um, I got into it when my dad bought it in 88 and, or excuse me, 86. I started out cleaning the, 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 uh, the building and I was the janitor. Were you good at it? No, I suck <laughs> at it, but I made 20 bucks and that was important to me. So, and then I worked in the warehouse. I worked all my way up and it was like from the minute I, I right out of college, I worked for a different company for a couple of years um, and then been doing this my whole life. So, and I went into it with this one desire as like a, an 18 year old kid going off to college. Like I wanted to run my own company and I found over the years that like, there was like there was some other purpose that I needed to find, mm -hmm. and it just wasn't fulfilling me. Mm -hmm. And then stuff was going on in my life, and like before I knew it, I was drinking too much, and and that just was a slow spiral into depression and poor leadership, uh, being a poor husband, being a poor father all these different things. And, and, and now it's been, I've been sober for two and a half years. Um, yeah. Thank you. Awesome. And, uh, and, you know, I talked to people about it and one of the things that really was important for me to be with you and talk about these things is that a lot of people would say to me, I never knew you had a problem. And I was like, wow. Okay. Now that's, that says a lot because um, that just goes to show how much we hold inside. Yeah. And and I think and I, and I love uh, watching my wife interact with her mm -hmm. friends. She's got a couple of women's groups that she's involved in, and these gals come together and it just flows. They talk about stuff. Um, you know, they they too try to solve all the world's problems, but they do it in a much better way than we do, and it's deeper, more of a process rather than just do yeah. this. Yeah, and so uh, and I've loved what we have with our dudes group, and we can talk about these things. Mm -hmm. um, and then as I've gotten sober, the groups that I'm in, it's all about where you at and what's going on in your mm -hmm. life, and to really understand that we all have stuff, and so to be able to take time and and search for that and find that and 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 be okay with that um and then coming out on the other side like it's yeah. a it's a it's a great feeling so so let me ask you about that about coming yeah. out on the other side yeah in a way when when i hear that 
I, I think of, well, if I, am I coming out on the other side or is part of me still in it and I'm aware that I'm in it oh, yeah. and I have to have tools to, to first of all, be aware, sometimes say that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes bless it, say oh. almost give yourself, Hey, like you're in a child or you're, Hey, Hey dude, you're, you're, you're okay. Right. However, you need, you need to be careful on this. Right. Yeah. And so coming out on the other side <clears throat> is, and I told this with my the coaching clients sometimes is that there's so much richness to, even when we were at our most challenging to ourselves mm -hmm. and others mm -hmm. that we don't want to leave that behind and no. just cast that aside. Oh, no right. Way. You know, cause right. that's part of our, that's right. Part of who we are, yeah. part of what makes us dynamic. I mean, I can remember you and, you know, that that a lot of times, you know, it brings out the fun love inside of people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I see you do that without alcohol, right? You know, right. but I but it, I think it enhances sometimes. Sure. But the thing is, oh, yeah. you always say get a little bit of the spirit, right? right? But, you know, it's like I tell the kids, hey, man, drink until you get buzzed, but then stop. Yeah. And then it's like, sometimes we can't and or hey don't ruminate on something just reflect on it but i keep ruminating and oh, i go into a, yeah, a, a spiral yeah. maybe of depression or yeah. higher anxiety yeah. so i'm out on the other side but i think i'm aware of maybe looking back at myself is what i hear the other side Absolutely. in other words you almost can be the detached mm -hmm. observer mm -hmm. and say oh what's going on here sure. with me yeah you know not and, where you're losing it but you know no, I mean? you're, no, you're just gotta no. be honest. You yeah, know? that's. I mean, that's it. First of all, is being honest with yourself, and then learning to really love yourself. I mean, yeah. you've got to give yourself grace when you hit these <clears throat> these potholes or hit this dark space that I did. Like, there's. I mean, there's. You have a choice. Are you going to do something about it? Or you're not going to do something about it. And one of the things that I struggled mightily with was that I had this fear of the future. Mm. And this deep regret for the past. And a lot of the regrets were, in my mind, significant. Um, but as I look at it now, to your point, like, I remember that. But I look at it now like I have this opportunity to make things better and live in that present moment. Yeah. yeah. Which is, which for me is something that I always wanted. And I couldn't do it with alcohol. It just, it kept breaking is that, that, is that your biggest gift? For, oh, absolutely. Is being I mean, present? Oh, absolutely. Wow. So I I mean, I'll say, I mean, I I, I admit this, like I am a, I am absolutely grateful for my alcoholism. And it which can sound very strange to a person that's that's not alcoholic, but I, I mean I'm I'm super grateful for it. It's given me so much because I I do live with that all the time. I mean, I can slip up at any given time. Right. You know, but I, I don't live a life of fear of drinking again. I live a life of of just embracing the moment, and and life isn't rainbows and unicorns. Now, I mean that's for sure. I mean life's still the same. I just don't self medicate to get through. Yeah. It. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's you know for me, um, there's there is the the past that's it's the important part yeah. of the past that I, I and yeah. and those all that stuff is yeah it's it, it's it's rich. It's yeah, the fabric. Of yeah. It's well, the we, tapestry, right? we we can't we can't move on unless we fail, right? And so, yeah. like sooner or later, we're going to. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, how do you feel about that? About the failure side? Yeah. Yeah. I I feel I felt like with with some 
um, crescendo type of, oh my God, I failed at this. Yeah. Like a business career at a company I'm with for 15 years. And, you know, we had like a challenge happen at, within the business. And it was one of those things where I knew I probably needed to go and do something different. Mm -hmm. A lot of times your voice isn't quite as yeah resonant yeah. with your teams after yeah. a long, you know, 15 years and that type of thing. But also it was, you know, there were some challenges in the organization. I have regrets that I was the leader of that, you know, we, I made some poor decisions and I could have influenced it better. Mm -hmm. and, and so I was second guessing those things and going, Oh my God, I wanted this to be long-term. I wanted to be like yeah. the end of all time, yeah. you know, and, and, and well, with this company. And then just, it shocked me um, that, and it was a progression of shocks. It wasn't just like all that day. It was like leading up to it where it wasn't quite as fun anymore because of legal stuff. It wasn't mm -hmm. quite as, mm -hmm. um, you know, the downturn in the economy when you're letting a lot of people go. And, and it's just horrible from yeah. the standpoint of going from 75 people to 10. And, you know, you're the leader and all of a sudden you're just like everybody else. But you didn't, when you say just like everybody else, I wasn't that way. Mm -hmm. It was like I was not part of the team i was part of wanting to still manage and lead the team yeah and there's you know we'll fast forward to why i was always kind of in a supervisor's role and and now i'm not mm -hmm. on some of the things that i'm doing on the side like i decided to go be a driver for amazon yeah which i think is awesome and so I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you sort of <laughs> but i think if i i just wanted to go into something that i was just me who am i yeah. amongst yeah everybody there i'm 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 one of the team members i'm loading a van i'm delivering to people i'm you know selfishly i want to lose some weight too and i want some focus sure. on that and that kind right. of thing but i want vulnerability and humility were and are my choices there and i i find myself kind of you know i don't want to fix issues that i see i don't want to train other people i just want to be me in that role yeah. and i i learn something more about how I respond to people, how my feelings take precedence or not. Am I a better ref reflector than a ruminator about issues that could really side, you know, sideswipe you? Mm -hmm. You know, I'll give you an example. One guy on uh, the blue just yelled at me, and this is not going to be a podcast for kids, just so you know, um, that basically said, hey, you. And I said, yeah. And he goes, fuck you. What? Hey, fuck you. <laughs> What do you mean? I go, what do you mean? Fuck off. <laughs> like, what did I do to you? He goes, quit asking questions. And just <laughs> what the hell? Because like, hey. like, I'm with Amazon. <laughs> What's the deal, man? I didn't do anything to you. And he goes, look, I don't want you to breathe. I don't want you to talk. I don't want you to live. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Some There's some that. humble pie. <laughs> right. I don't even know this guy. Right. And he's yelling at me like this. And oh, I talked to God. two ladies that were just coming up and walking by me. And they said, oh yeah, he's crazy. Mm -hmm. And you got to be careful. And I said, I, I kind of get that. Yeah. But I also realized that we don't realize or know what prisons other people are in. Mm -hmm. And right. I just and I just looked right. at him and said, there's there's a prison that he's in mm -hmm. that that maybe he can never get out of. Yeah. And so we have the ability, and those that are listening to this and those that hear this can say, you can have the ability to do it. You can have the ability to make changes. And I think you you touched on it. And I, I heard this saying from the Avid Brothers, which is a folk band out of North Carolina. I went and saw them live 
this weekend. And it was magical for me. And their words were powerful. One of the lines was, tell yourself the truth and the rest will fall in place. Tell yourself the truth and the rest will fall in place. And the rest will fall in place is how you're guided and where you're led and being open. Mm -hmm. But telling yourself the truth, I think, starts with feeling and how you're feeling. Yeah. And can I articulate how I'm feeling? What's going on? Am I anxious? Am I angry? I'm I'm disappointed. And I kind of had to process all these big events that were kind of like, you know, punches in the stomach and punches. My ego reacted. That shouldn't have been me. I shouldn't have had that happen to me. Mm -hmm. Somebody else's fault and and all those kind of things. And then morale rised up, created a new business, created a coaching business, went to training, created, got into another business as a leader. And that kind of went sideways for a different reason. It was like, oh, my God. And my friend said, you're being put on your knees for another reason. And it's not to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And I went, whoa. Yeah. You know, but, wanna... but, it, but it's good money. Yeah, well, that's and right. And someone said, well, yeah, you're not going to foster yeah. an agreement. You know, yeah. in my particular situation, maybe I was. Yeah. You know, and it, it wasn't because it was against, some of it was against my my value, the value question. But the truth in there was listening to those, why am I feeling this way? What's the angst? Why am I getting angry or anxious? Mm-hmm. Because a value of mine has been broken. Well, what does that mean? How, how what's the what's the the feeling that I'm having here? What was the trigger? I have to go back to. So the honesty and how you're feeling, um, I probably had five different, you know, I was anger, sad, you know, disappointed, um, joyous, mm-hmm. um, uh, exhilarated. Um, I was like kinetic energy. So I had these extremes, yeah, right? These right. these real extremes where I was like, whoa, the best of him or best of me was like, whoa, fire hydrant, mm-hmm. drink water out of the fire drink. Yeah. And the worst was, what's it going to be like today? Yeah. And so I, I work on that. And that's why I'm doing this Amazon job to say, how do I do this? And there's tons of stories and tons of connections that, that come up during those deliveries because you're entering people's lives you know right. sometimes 250 times a day right and they're at various places um and they react response differently like you're not even a human or you're their best friend because they're on an island and they don't yeah. get a lot of deliveries you know what i mean so yeah there's a lot there's a lot to but, that anyways that, I, I digress a little bit, but the truth side the truth and the yeah. feelings yeah you know i wanted to go back a little bit mm-hmm. on um i remember you know and i had moved so we weren't around each other as much but i remember when you um you know you lost the job mm-hmm. when you were running the company yeah and and i remember like there was something about that because i i saw you kind of processing it but i also kind of remember you know richard's tough and he, you know just your outward appearance is yeah. like i kind of got this and i'm gonna i'm gonna get through i think we were in napa and we were talking yeah, about yeah, it yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, right but there was like and i gotta be honest about this um like there was this part of me that I was like, this dude's got to be hurting inside, but he's not talking about it. Mm. And it really, to me, was like, I mean, and I reflect back on those type of situations that, that in my life, sort of the same deal. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, as we try to process yeah. these things internally that we're not talking about, we're afraid or whatever the case may be. And I mean, I, it's taken 
I mean, I, I, seeing where you're at now and going through all of this and, and searching and finding and exploring, I mean, it takes a big guy to do that. I mean, it, it, it's, it's been amazing to see you grow. <laughs> I, I wonder, Works like, in progress for yeah, sure. so, like, what about that? Like, do you feel if you would have done things differently to kind of let some of that stuff go? I mean, again, like, we <laughs> yeah. were talking That's about a lot of that. Yeah. So you may have been doing that. I just didn't see that. Yeah. But here was like, here's this dude that I look up to. Um, he something significant happened in his career, and I can yeah, resonate. Yeah. I can, I can, I can relate to that. But he's like, he's not like playing it off like it's no big deal. But he's not talking about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. and and you've always been in more of that coaching position where it's like you're helping others. Yes. But who's helping Richard? You know, That's like right. you're not asking yeah. for help. So right. what was that like? I think it was it's a great question. Um, I, I believe it was lonely. Yeah. You know, it was, it was definitely lonely. You know, I, I'm blessed to have, you know, a therapist wife. Um, I've been her number one client for 38 years, <laughs> but um, that can, you know, it's like the movie, what about Bob? I keep showing up at the door. Hey, Carla. Um, but she can only do so much. Yeah. Right. And she can only reflect so much. And then, you know, how much do you burden her on it? And I think the time, times changed when I started to tell my kids in Carl that I'm, I'm hurting and mm. I'm challenged and it was usually after something would occur mm. and I'm trying to process this. And I, I think the more I exposed how I was dealing with things and how, you know, what I saw a light today, um, you know, Carla talked about recently, you know, about dimmers and glimmers, you know, and I saw a lot of dimmers, but I also was starting to see more glimmers about what I was doing and, and how I was trying to to process. So I think that the short answer is lonely and not helpful. So when like when I think that was part of my, my leadership challenge is that I thought I had the right answers. and and I thought I had the right solutions and or I could predict outcomes, you know, look around corners. And the worst thing for a person like that is to be right now with it. Hmm. And that just fuels your, yeah. you know, oh, I guess I am some kind of clairvoyant. You know, I guess I'm, I guess I got, I guess I got it. Yeah. And so the more I was, and I even started to show a little bit more to my team that I'm working on this and I'm, I'm yeah. I'm challenged with this, and I'd love to get your your guys' take and your opinion. Mm -hmm. The more I reached out, um, and I went through a lot of different channels. You know, I went to a, a counselor, um, a spiritual director, um, a um, you know different courses. The whole coaches training where you had to be right. so vulnerable and explain and ask questions, and you'd ask those questions of yourself. You know that. Uh, one of the assumptions and the basic principles of our coaching theory is that um, pe people are naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. Mm. And so I think I was creative. I think I was resourceful, but I didn't feel whole. Mm. And I think people come into these situations where they're, they're not feeling whole. And I always had this amazing image of me kind of on a hill being something I can be for other people. But I was also championing that person on the hill as opposed to just being the best version of myself. And then if that happens, great. If it doesn't. But wanting that. Wow. Wanting that is yeah. not that kind of 
lets you go astray because that's where the ego starts to come in. Right. So letting go and, you know, not doing it alone mm -hmm. and asking for help and not putting yourself in situations that are, are that, you know, are compromising your, your values. Yeah. I had a guy is is one of the uh, his, his name actually was Rabbi Ted Falcon was his name his name is amazing man. Um, he formed a group with a, 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 a Episcopal priest and a a Muslim elder, and they called themselves the Three Amigos. It's like something <laughs> like a bar joke, right? <laughs> right. And they called themselves the Three. They had to change it because of the old movie with Where, Martin Short. Is there a penguin in there too? No penguin. No penguin. <laughs> That's right. So you know, maybe. <laughs> After the third drink, maybe there was a big one. That's right. At least a pink right. elephant or two. Yeah. And so it was like, um, so I had to, I always watched it and I called him and I said, you know, Rabbi, I want to talk to you. And I explained what had happened. And this was on the second kind of tour of, I say, a disastrous ending when in the, at the end of the day, it really isn't because no one really cares about it as much as you do. Right. There's a lot of truth in this. Right. It's like the world goes on, man. Yeah. You may be thinking yeah. all that stuff, but they're yeah. sure as hell not. Right. But the point was, he said, you know, you had a bit of bad faith and you're really upset at yourself for having that bit of bad faith. That was a bit of bad faith. But sometimes we just can't see it while it's happening, right? That's right. And that's that's, right. that's the joy of saying, how do we reflect on it? What lessons do we learn? And mm -hmm. how do we manifest what our future is going to be? Um, and the only way to do that is find out what you want to be and go do it. Yeah. Find out what you want to be and go do it. And that's kind of what I'm doing. I said, look, Steve, we gotta we we gotta do something here. Mm -hmm. Not because we're so good at something. It's because I think we're real about it. Yeah. That's right. And I think you're right. real about it right. and I'm real yeah. about it. Yeah. And we'll call each other out if we're not, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and, and we'll hit the delete button on things. And we say, no, that wasn't really us. That's right. We'll see. What happens. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, the life experiences that we have, um, you know, and it's so interesting listening to what you felt as you were kind of going through that and not completely fulfilled and not your true self. Right. Like you were you were hiding something you weren't the guy up on the hill i couldn't You're, tell you that i wasn't well right okay so i think there's something powerful about that yeah. i felt the same way now yeah. mine was totally different like i felt this sense of failure mm. like i constantly wasn't good enough um you know i the business wasn't good enough i wasn't a good husband i was screwing up my relationship with my kids like i couldn't do anything right and and even my communication with with my wife, which was the deepest communication I had, and I mean, arguably, it wasn't that. It's not like it is now, um, but I didn't have these. I mean, I was I was so close to to being honest with anyone or myself. Right, that's where it starts. That I just I had no idea. Well, I know that's the funny thing. I mean, we had I some mean yeah, time, right? So. <laughs> because I would hide it. All. Yeah, I literally would bury it all yeah. and hide it all. And but I just but it kept like building this sense of failure and that like I cannot get this like I can't get out from underneath this mm. thing and then just self medicating which is a you know it's a lame word for just getting drunk um, but that's what it was you know try to try to hide and and move away from it for a little bit of time but it wasn't until that I had to free myself of that and really get honest and just accept it and then and then realize that uh you know i'm not quite the failure that i had i made yeah. out to be. and then kind of talk through it with people and and that was the big thing for me just putting it out there 
and talking about it and then just recognizing that along the way that uh you know you have you have um dips in the road and things like that but um you know it's all part of life's experience how do you how do you be kind to yourself now like maybe that you weren't well, kind to yourself yeah maybe then that's i mean it was really easy at first i mean going one day at a time and not drinking it was like boy this is great i feel great i'm doing good for myself but after a while you know this becomes like my new normal so it's really leaning into the present like one thing that i do because that's it like when i'm present like i'm at my best self mm -hmm. so and like if something goes wrong it's funny now i don't really judge myself anymore and i don't judge anyone else for that matter um but i i don't judge whether i'm doing something good or bad i just i let it flow through me <laughs> yeah and i remember you talking about this in one of our our dudes talks about it was about grief but it was like letting stuff flow through and so i was reading a book and it talked a lot about letting it flow through and i that really hit me on the negative stuff even though it's flowing through you well, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, it, I mean, I kind of get it stuck there. But then the he talked about letting the good stuff flow through. So, mm -hmm. like, don't hold on to anything too tight. Whether and it's good or bad. Whether it's good or bad. Or in between. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and it was really interesting because I thought about this. I go, God, you know, like when I go on vacation, if we're gone for a week. Those first three days, I'm like all in. And then the next three days, uh, I'm like, now I, I don't want I, I like I get depressed. I I start worrying about it being over. Like I don't want to yeah. go back. Like all this stuff. It's like and, you're day four of the seven. Like, you're the middle like, eating. Like, you're the middle eating. Totally. I'm like literally <laughs> hanging on so tight. I better go out. And yeah. That I'm doggy paddle in the ocean or do something. So it's like wow. Just let go of this mm. stuff. And I remember when I we took our daughter to college. I was still in this state of, I, I wasn't sober at the time. So I was really struggling with that. And I remember just her going away. She's the first one to leave. I was just like wrapped up. Like, I just like, oh my God, mm. the last 18 years went by like that, which it didn't. But in my mind, that's kind of like, yeah, like, oh my God, I, I missed yeah. all this. Mm. And I felt horrible. But by practicing this of just letting things flow through and being present, it's it's an amazing thing that I've been able to do. And now it's like the good flows through. And it's not that I don't remember the good stuff. I just don't hang on to it so tightly because I know there's something that's going to happen tomorrow or the next yeah. day. And it's just like, this is life. The bad stuff, obviously, I just, I let that go. So if I, if something goes wrong, and I do something that's not as I feel my best form, then I, I fess up to it. So this happens a lot. Well, not a lot, but from time to time at work, I will, someone will hit my, my button mm -hmm, and yeah. I just, uh, I become not the leader I want to be. And I'll just let someone have it. Um, before I would sort of sit in that and kind of hope it would go away. Mm -hmm. Now I will, I will bring in that person. We'll talk it through. I will fully admit that because I'm in a different position as, as the owner and the president. Like, yeah. Like I can be a jerk all day long and no one can really say anything. They won't. They will not say anything back to me. And your word is so powerful yeah, because of the position yeah, you're in, yeah, right? And yeah. The, so the I can, weight that that carries. Yeah. There's a lot. I can that. break that trust and that that respect or that that just sense of connection with people so fast. So I I've learned that um, you know when I do make those mistakes, I just I get right into it and I talk about it.
So, and that that that's helped me. So that's the balance, Steve, isn't yeah. it? About does it go through to a point where there are some kind of um, altercation, elevated speech, something you didn't want to say, something a way you didn't want to feel, you know, the trigger was there, a value was compromised, and you reacted. I think there's a balance of how you resolve and recoup the trust yeah. after that happens. And I also think there's, there's a way to to handle this in real time in the present moment. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring this up as something that uh, Carl and I have worked on. We brought this up at retreats and you've kind of heard this, but I, I try to practice this to notice it as quickly as you can while it's occurring. Hey, something's triggering me here. Yeah. One of my values is being compromised. Uh-oh, something is challenging me. Something is um, hitting me. What is it? Um, feel a little anxious. Where do I feel it in my body? Um, yeah. It's almost instantaneous. And then you breathe into it. Not so audible like there's, you're sighing and you want them to get the hell out of here. You know, you're like, why are you sighing at me, man? <laughs> right. You're breathing the belly breathe, you know, for the, the baby breath, right? The, the, and then you're allowing the situation to occur. But I, so it's notice, breathe, allow. And Carla has, you know, that's her thing. That's her branded deal. And I, and I think it's so powerful to notice you breathe and allow what's happening in the present moment to occur. And I think the other piece is to then become the listener. Mm-hmm. What is this person really trying to say to you? Where you could stop yourself and say, tell me more about that. And what's really important about what you want to share with me? Because I want to make sure that I get this without thinking about other things as I'm busy or I, I want to make sure. So tell me what's on your mind or or they're continuing to and you're, and you're listening instead of you know, the trigger that's there because our minds yeah. are the great predictors, right? Yeah. We're trying to yeah. figure out what's going on based on the based on the past. Yeah. And so the notice, breathe, allow, and then the kindness of listening is something that you can do like real time. And that's the, the joy, I think, of what the repetition and transactions and relationships I have every morning and conversations with, uh, with so many other people. Because again, it was lonely, right? I'm yeah. just doing this coaching stuff and I'm working on our you know, the podcast, but uh, you know, what about the interactions that we're having, you know? And mm-hmm. so I wanted to have those interactions and I notice what triggers there are. And it's not even, you know, you notice where it is, what happened, how it went down and how I can deal with being present again. And I think it does get back to what you said mm-hmm. about getting present. I'm happy that we're present tonight with each other. I think there's a lot more to explore on feelings. Yeah. Um, I think the feelings app is something that I would recommend for listeners to get. It's how we feel app. We can put that down in the notes on the podcast where you check in and actually says, how are you feeling right now? A lot of times I'm like, pissed off. Right. Because we only have three feelings as guys, right? We're hungry. We're pissed. Or we're whatever right you know or really content yeah 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 that's right that's right so uh, you know what is it it's like yeah low energy pleasant low energy unpleasant high energy pleasant high energy unpleasant and then there's like it's okay what's and this is goes back to tell the truth yeah if we're telling the truth about these feelings then we can say okay where where are some repetitive things that i would want to work on we can't say that we're a hundred percent need to be worked on because what that means is we don't have any trust in ourselves mm. of who we are okay. and not loving that. Yeah. It's like, what pieces is repetitive and how do we do that? You saw, you saw a symptom that was 
of, of a deeper problem, maybe in triggers, and we'll get to yeah. some of that at a different time, that you said, okay, something needs to be done in a big way here, yeah. in a big way. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing I said, whoa, something needs to happen in a big way here because I am not being the best version of myself or Carla and the kids. And when I exposed that I wasn't, and when I said I was working on these things, their love, appreciation, right. respect. Yeah. You even said it earlier. Yeah. You know, your daughter is just so right. happy you're willing to talk about this right. stuff. And we know there's going to be people saying, I, "I knew they were like that because of that," or yeah. "I knew those type of things." And that's okay. And that's, I mean, it, it's 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 just part of the deal. It's, it's part, part of being of out there. Right. Um, but I also know that it, those that care about you and know you the deepest can see that you're trying to do work. Mm-hmm. This happens in the marriage equation a lot, too, in yeah. the partnership equation. Yeah. When one of you is doing the work for yourself, like I'll take care of me for you and you mm-hmm. take care of you for me, mm-hmm. the magic happens because you're like, wow, they're doing that? Yeah. My dad's doing that? Yeah. My husband's doing this? Yeah. I was up at night and crying about this, and now he's made the decision to do this. Mm-hmm. Like Richard's made the decision not to have that anxiousness hit him. Mm-hmm. Carla wrote a letter to me about it. Isn't that. You know, it's funny amazing. how like these little things. And thank just, you for that support. We're just, yeah. yeah thank yeah. you so, so much. How those little things that just are behaviors that we don't necessarily see and how we process or don't process can have such an impact on people um, positively and negatively. And I, and that's one thing that I've I've seen is that just that energy that we can create when we're, on kind of that path and that uh like just just trying to figure it out like making an effort to figure it out it 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 changes everything it's it's really amazing how it works so yeah and those those feel like for me like this this anxiety Mm because i I get into that um you know I, i get like every day at work there's something that hits my desk that I've got to, that's just not planned and I've got to do something with mm-hmm. it. And, and I'm learning to like really lean in and almost in a weird way, love anxiety, that sense of anxiety. Oh. Cause what it is, this kind of this wellness that builds up in my gut. And it, it's my, it's my little feeling that helps me kind of prepare for something. So it's my alertness button. And it gives me energy, and and I so it I, uncovers the strength of yours. It absolutely right? yeah. does. Like I used to sit in it, and this is the thing about feelings. And you you pointed this out. It's like, what are you really feeling? Yeah. Understand what you're feeling instead of just like, oh, I feel anxious, and just sitting in that. It's like, okay, what's it telling me? Why do I feel anxious? What can I do about this, or what should I know about it? And it's just that stuff. I I'm really starting to thrive off of it. And a few years ago, I would go straight to a bottle. Like so Or you had no you're like yeah. you weren't even gonna check in the fields, right? You said absolutely wasn't gonna check a couple years ago. Yeah. 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 So I mean when you ask about like my past, how does that how does that affect me today? It's just like that's a great example. Like this whole this whole relationship with anxiety is much healthier now. Now, the anxiety and the stresses I have in my life today are really from the outside the same that i've always had like mm. life hasn't changed yeah you know um, it's still we got we got everything out there that you know the the world has really it's how not, you're dancing inside it's exactly right, right. You know, wow that's right that's, that's so right. cool right it's so it's like all of that was self-caused 
And, and now I can look at it in a completely different light. And the other thing that I've learned is I'm very protective of what I let in. Mm. So it's easy. Like, I don't watch the, the local. I don't watch the news. So you're setting boundaries on I absolutely yeah. set boundaries. And it's not because I want to live in the dark. Because um, I am very concerned about what's going on in our society. You don't want to be a mushroom. I do not want to be a mushroom. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit in a space that just feeds negative yeah. information to me. I know what that does to me. Okay. Some people can take it and like, no problem. And it doesn't do good things for me. Like I can get, my brain can change when I hear a bunch of negative energy. And before I know it, I'm negative. And it's just like through osmosis. <laughs> so I am very protective about what I'm Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it took a while, so <laughs> two and a half years. On well, top of 50 before that. So. Right. so we've got a lot we want to cover, yeah, yes, a lot we want yeah, to go through, yeah, yeah. a lot we want to share, and a lot we want to hear from people mm. to ask uh, questions. And yeah. if you do have comments or questions, like on Spotify, and you know, just go ahead and, and jot down those questions, You know, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio, whatever it may be, whatever platform. Here comes, there's Indy. Indy, it's okay, honey. See, Indy can't hear. So every time Frank moves, Indy barks. That's, and so it has no, but you can, you can comment about, you shouldn't have a dog near you on a podcast. That could yeah. be one. Yeah. Um, we understand, but, you know, ask us some questions and we'll go over some topics and we're, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to, to being with you more. But I, I do want to start off and end by saying that I'm really appreciative, Steve, of you and your willingness to share, your willingness to be, and we always talk about being vulnerable, mm -hmm. but in a way, talking about yourself in a way that isn't just necessarily painting the prettiest picture is, right. is vulnerability, is truth. Mm -hmm. um, it's caring for yourself. Um, and I also think it spurs curiosity. And I think you're curious about where this is gonna go, and I am too, right. and the root word of, Curious is cura, means care. So we're going to mm -hmm. do this with a level of care mm -hmm. and respect for those that are going through different phases yeah. themselves. Yeah. A lot of people hurting out there yeah. and a lot of people that, that need, that want help or want a form where they can talk and communicate. Yeah. So hopefully this helps them. But I just want to say to you, Steve, thank you so much for saying yes yeah. and being willing to jump in. Well, thanks in. for the invitation. I wouldn't have done it without the invitation. So oh. I do, I, I really appreciate it. You got it, brother. I appreciate it, man. Till next time, it's two dudes. Take care. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Two Dudes Drunk and Depressed. And so sometimes the best thing you can do is simply show up. Thank you for doing that today. We are here for you as we answer our call to serve others. Remember, tell the truth to yourself and the rest will fall into place. Those lyrics are from a song by the band, The Abbott Brothers, and really spoke to Steve and I. If you have questions, comments, he should have said it's to Steve and me, right? To Steve and me, yeah. Yeah. Um, or no, is it Steve and I? Chet. We need Chet GPT there. Yeah, I think it's Steve and me. Said, oh, if you have questions, <laughs> comments, or would like to be a guest on the segment, Two Dudes Interviewing Women, then write us at wedoinstitute at gmail.com. That's W-E-D-O institute at gmail.com. All right, guys, so what are you doing today to leverage your brilliance and do the work necessary to make some progress in your life? Consider one box check by just listening here today. Yes, well done. Two dudes, out.